0: Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest running hiking podcast, downloaded over three quarters of a million times in over 160 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage, coming to you from Waradandi Country.
1: This is episode 265 of the Australian Hiker Podcast. And in this week's episode, we bring you Cape to Cape, Interviews from the Trail, part two as we make our way back on track to complete this lovely Western Australian trail. We hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice, so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. For us, the Cape to Cape walk was a trail of two halves. We initially tried to complete this walk earlier in the year, and due to illness, had to get off trail. We managed to come back again in early August 2023 and finish off this trail, and it gave us an opportunity to see what the weather was like at different times of the year. In addition, we we undertook this trail initially as a self-supported trip, and we changed how that worked in the second half, which we'll talk about as we go through. This episode contains a series of recordings undertaken while we we're on the trail for the four days that we were walking, just to give you an indication of what the trail was like and what we are experiencing as we went. In next week's episode, we'll also look at Cape to Cape, expectations versus reality, and help you to get the best out of a potential walk on the trail if you're looking at doing it. It's 8 o'clock Perth time uh, on Friday the 4th of August and as you can probably hear we're in a car driving back down to continue our journey on the Cape to Cape Walk in Western Australia. Last time we came to do this walk uh, we ended up uh, uh, getting off trail early due to uh, illness Uh, so we have decided just to come over and finish it off. And previously, we actually got a bus and a train uh, down to uh, our starting point. Uh, this time, we just decided we don't have enough time to uh, take the, the, the cheaper, I suppose, and more leisurely bus and train route. Uh, we've uh, opted off for buying a car, and we'll talk about how that's going to work uh, when we've got a bit quieter and we're actually on trail weather's actually quite reasonable it's a sunny sort of day uh, but um, as per usual I, I lived in West Australia a number of years ago and worked here uh, it's, it's, it's something you don't really expect if uh, you come over here you think oh it's nice and warm uh, and it is certainly in the summertime. but at the moment the weather in Gracetown which is where we're heading to is 8.8 degrees feels like 5.2 uh, and certainly last night when we got in on the plane it was quite cool so looking forward to starting the walk again and seeing how it goes
0: Yeah it's um, deceptively lovely day, Um, probably a little bit cooler if we stepped out of the car Um, but uh, reasonably quiet drive down now that we've left uh, the city outskirts of City Perth outskirts and um, just on the freeway uh, heading south still got a couple of hours uh, to go and Um, you know, clear skies um, so it's looking like a good day
1: Okay, next time you hear from us we should be just about starting off Good afternoon it's 5 past 12 I've been going for just on an hour and I've done 38 eight kilometres. so pace is probably where I expected it to be given that the trail is is softish sort of sand Uh, so it does tend to slow you down a bit in that respect Much different conditions to what we had when we were here a few months ago, and that was to be expected. We really were in the end of summer, early autumn at that stage, and it was actually quite warm and quite sunny, whereas today we had, on the drive down from Perth down to Gracetown, we had uh, reasonably sunny conditions, but there's a good cloud cover over much of the sky with just some blue sky poking through, there is some rain out to sea right on the horizon. I don't know whether we'll get any rain. We were forecast not to have any today, but uh, not a, it's possible we might get some showers. decided just to stop on the side of the trail somewhere uh, a bit protected from the wind. There's not a huge amount of wind, but there's enough breeze to keep things a bit cooler again. And I must admit, I do love this sort of temperature. It's around about 12, 13 degrees, so it's it's quite nice for hiking and. Jill's gone down to Pravelli, which is where we're staying tonight. Uh, she's going to drop the car off and then start walking and meet me in the middle. Today was the day of choice, if you like. Uh, we could have either have crossed the Margaret River mouth uh, where it met the ocean, or do the bypass. I'd been following one of the Facebook uh, pages which does daily photos. Looking at it yesterday, they were talking about one meter uh, or waist steps. Uh, water and need to be a good swimmer and unfortunately when I would have hit the inlet it would have been pretty much the tide not necessarily it would have been dropping but it would have been flowing at its fastest. So uh, without actually being able to see what the photos of it look like today, I opted to do the inland trip anyway. Jill sent me a text message from Pavalli saying, uh, the people down there were saying, yeah, it's right up and you do need to do the detour. So that's what they're recommending down that way. So I think uh, it was a good move to make that choice. It would have been good to do the inlet, but um, I mean, this is what the choices are for. And you've got to make those decisions. Okay, I will just put my recorder away, uh, and I will head on. It's one hour and 55 into the walk. I'm just sitting at a site that's uh, identified as Umbies. Uh, I'm not quite sure why that is, uh, on, the, on the Far Out app. I'm just sitting in the wooden, uh, wooden lookout overlooking the ocean uh, and just having a bit of a break and doing a recording before I head on. I've gone through and done 6.4 kilometres, uh, so I'm roughly halfway to the turn-off point. So all up today, I was originally planning on crossing Margaret River and doing roughly 16 kilometres. looks like with the diversion that adds about 4 kilometres. So i am uh, I'm now got t- roughly 20 kilometres, which is going to push me through to about 6, I would say. Having said that, I'm, I'm averaging about 3.8 kilometres an hour, so 7 hours would give me probably 24 kilometres so I'm guessing sometime between five and six at least anyway uh, and particularly if the conditions stay like they are. Still a hard walk uh, the sand is very soft on the trail I mean normally I'm used to having sandy trails in beach walks but this is soft sand and you tend to sink into it so that does slow you down. You may or may not be able to hear the ocean in the background the waves are certainly rolling in um, so yeah no it's quite a pleasant day and so far the rain is holding off on me at least anyway, but seems to be skirting around. I can see rainstorms on the horizon uh, on a couple of different areas. So as long as it stays on the horizon, I'll be happy with that. Jill started walking the other direction, so I would expect to see her probably around about um, two hours. I would say probably about another hour to an hour and a half I'll catch up with her roughly she certainly travels uh, slightly faster than I am, uh, and she's travelling with a, a slightly lighter pack as well. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, we're both using the Far Out app, uh, so we can at least see where we are on trail, and the, the phone signal's been reasonable. Uh, you know, it may not have good internet signal, but it can certainly send text messages and make phone calls if need be. OK, talk to you later. Good afternoon. It's 3.17. I'm just sitting here having met Jill at the detour turn off on the Cape to Cape Walk. Now there's a sign up here saying uh, winter detour uh, and certainly uh, I came across somebody at Ellensbrook, uh, uh, the, the historic area, uh, and heard them talking about the uh, the crossing, the river crossing was yeah getting a bit sketchy and the And the waves walking along the coast seem to be pounding into the coasts. So I think it's probably definitely a good move, and everyone is taking the detour. So we're basically walking up a management road to start with, uh, and Jill has already done that to get here.
0: Yeah, so I always get to do the same bit twice, <laughs> which is uh, kind of an interesting thing. That's how I know um, how to make an assessment about which direction is best. Um, but uh, when, uh, so I came from Prevali, uh, so I came from Prevali. And uh, the locals there were saying that the last couple of days of heavy rain inland has filled the river, the Margaret River, and uh, that's coming down now, uh, heading out to the sea. And yes, the uh, crossing was not crossable, probably a little bit like a washing machine, I think.
1: I think on the way back, when we go through and finish in Augusta uh, in another three days' time, I think what we'll do, will uh, the, the next day we head back to Perth, barring any issues, uh, and we might actually drop in at the Marga River and take some photos of the river mouth just to see what it's like, at least then, to give us an indication.
0: Yeah, so the walk I did this afternoon um, was relatively easy, relatively easy. Um, it, heading north, it is uh, largely uphill, so we'll be heading south now, so it's a, a little bit of a more easy run. In some places, it's a bit tricky. Um, there's, a, there's a trail off the road, but not totally off the road, so that makes it uh, a little bit awkward when it's a busy road.
1: And there's a card that's coming past. Uh, and it looks like it's a well-used management road. I think like we did, found out earlier on, this area is used a lot by surfers and, uh, yeah, it's pretty popular for, for recreation um, of various types. Now, Jill mentioned that coming her way this was uphill and going back it's going to be downhill on, on the whole uh, I found the same thing <laughs> once I got off the coastline and started going towards Ellensbrook I had this bloody steep hill and it's not steep by by uh, standards of the Australian Alps but certainly it was uh, steep for this track so it's like oh good all right well I'll just go through have a couple more minutes rest and then we'll head on
0: well today's been um, a really good day Uh so the journey um, back to Prevelli uh, from the, the trail proper using the alternate route was uh, quite quite good, quite, quite pleasant, though we did get back a little bit late and it was probably a little bit longer than we were expecting, or at least I was expecting. And um, uh, some of the transit arrangements where we were close to the road wasn't it wasn't really pre- pleasant, uh, there was a bit of road noise and so on, but we're here, we're rested and clean and fed, so, you know, it's uh, been a pretty good day.
1: Now, we're, as Joel said, we're at Pravelli. we opted for a cabin rather than a tent, uh, we just figured that after a day of hiking we just wanted to be able to uh, stay inside have a warm shower um, and not worry too much about the colder nights. Uh, Tent certainly would have been cheaper, but um, simply just chose to do that from a comfort perspective. One comment I would make, um, so this is our, we'd already done two and a half days on this track earlier this year. So again, we we picked back up where we left the track in Greystown uh, and we've basically got three more days left. Today was supposed to be the smallest day, distance-wise, around about 16 kilometres. But the issue is that Margaret River uh, mouth, uh, the inlet crossing, uh, was... We didn't actually go and see it. Jill will go and have a look at it tomorrow morning, but um, we've been told by a number of people that because of all the rain inland, it's getting a bit too uh, deep and a bit too rough. And we noticed when we walked over the bridge on the alternate route this afternoon, there was a good amount of water flowing down, uh, and we figured it, well, once this eventually hits the the ocean mouth, it would have been quite, quite heavy. So while well, it's possible, uh, and it would have been low tide, when we, we would have crossed if we had have tried, and that would have been 7.30 in the dark, which is not my preference. So, um, ended up doing roughly around about 21 kilometres, doing the alternate route. And I must admit, I wasn't quite prepared for that. i have been sick for a week before this trip. And, um, you know, whereas I was preparing for this, uh, wasn't prepared for getting sick a week out. Uh, so, yeah, it was a hard slog for me today.
0: Yeah, and there were a few other people uh, that were on the trail who also elected to do the alternate route. I, I think that was kind of a wise uh, thing. I, I heard about um, someone in the last couple of days who just decided to uh, go the regular regular route and cross at the river mouth. And, you know, they did it okay, but it was pretty deep and, and you know, pretty, pretty rough um, and you know, therefore dangerous?
1: I think one of the things that surprised me is, um, you know, the first two and a half days on the trip were done in a much hotter time frame than we're doing now. So today's temperature was actually quite pleasant. Um, I think today from a landscape point of view was probably the best day so far, I and mean, we've still got three more days to go, but I think it was a bit more variety, a bit more vegetation, uh, some of the wildflowers are starting to come out, so really we're getting the start of the wildflower season, uh, and... Um, it wasn't just walking along coastal vegetation. Uh, it, it was a bit of a mix with coastal vegetation. No beach walking today, as such, uh, because we didn't go and do the Margaret River crossing. Uh, but yeah, you know, we we had a bit of variety, including soft sand, uh, but not a huge amount of soft sand. So
0: that, that's our favourite, isn't it? Yeah. Not. <laughs>
1: Okay, so it was said we're lying here in bed, we will be pretty much asleep probably in about ten minutes I'd say um, tomorrow we are going to condo campground the conto conto campground, uh, and that's sixteen kilometers walking so oh, sorry sixteen point six kilometers walking, so that'll be uh, uh, our smallest day, but having said that because we're staying in the uh, Prevelli which is off which is off track uh that'll add a bit of distance so it might be you know call it um 17, 17 and a half kilometers um but yeah it'll still be the small uh, the, the smallest day of the trip uh, you know and the, and the issue we had we we did get into our campsite probably around about quarter uh, probably about five past six I think uh but we started well, I started just after 11 uh and um yeah, you know, that was a late start to do sort of twenty kilometres. Tomorrow the plan is to be walking by around about eight thirty for uh, the, the roughly sixteen and a half, seventeen and a half kilometres. So um, it'll give us a bit more leeway and a bit more time to get into the campsite while it's still light.
0: Bit nervous about the Conto campground. Um, uh, we've got a regular sedan that we've hired, so um, ho- hopefully it's not too much of a challenge. Uh, getting into uh the campsite and um getting getting the gear set up but uh, uh i've just had a look at one of the videos of the the whole area it's looking pretty good but i'm not sure what the impact of the rain has had on the roads um so that'll be uh an interesting one to see whether or not um tim and i actually um meet up tomorrow
1: Okay, uh, we'll talk to you in the morning. Good night. Good morning. It's Saturday, the 5th of August, and it's 8.27. left the caravan park around about 15 minutes or so ago, and I'm just at the turn-off point back onto the trail. Prevelly is actually off-trail itself, uh, but certainly if you're looking at staying somewhere in this area, you really have to walk into town and stay at the caravan park. Uh, We chose the cabin option, but certainly we could have tented it as well. But in all honesty, I'm really glad that we did chose or choose the cabin option. We had a really good night's sleep. For me, 7 hours and 40 is, is pretty much unheard of, so I obviously needed it. Cool day, uh, and certainly cool is standing here in the shade at the moment. You can hear the cars going past from time to time. I'm probably around about 25 metres from the road uh, and I'm just about to start walking uphill, and I don't know what the uphill is like, but given I've been walking uphill for most of the, the, the last 15 or 20 minutes, it's probably about what I'm used to. Yesterday I did just on 21.9 kilometres. Today, uh, the Scheduling is 16.6 plus the probably 500 metres I did up the hill as well, so uh, probably just on 17 kilometres. As I said, it's um, just on 8.30 now and um, I'm estimating that it'll take roughly around about four and a half to five hours without knowing what the train's like, so it could be a bit longer, could be a bit shorter, uh, to get to Conto Campground where we're next staying. Okay, I will talk to you later in the morning. It's ten past ten. I've just stopped off on the side of the track, uh, somewhere convenient more than anything else. There's no logs or rocks to sit on, so I just had to pick a, a piece of raised ground. Definitely glad I've got this uh, little sit mat with me. It's become a, a new favourite little gadget to have with me. Uh, this means I can sit down on whatever the ground is. Uh, it's comfortable and it's dry, so loving that. Been here for about t- 10 minutes, uh, just checked with Jill to see what was happening with her. She's driven down to Conto Campground where we're camping tonight and we will. Uh, she'll start walking uh, probably in the next 10-15 minutes uh, and I'll meet her in the middle before she turns around and, and we walk back to the campground again. Distance-wise, I've travelled uh, 5.85 kilometres and it's been about an hour and 49, but as I said, I've been here about 10 minutes. So I'm travelling around about 3.3 kilometres per hour. Interesting track, a lot of management road, a uh, lot of uh, sandy areas, so it sort of slows you down a bit because just sinking into this deep, soft sand. And, yeah, it's it's a nice countryside. It's I think these yesterday and today were better than the first two and a half days that we did earlier in the year. Um, it was nice walking along the coastline, but this is coastline and, in, and you come into bushland as well, so... Um, bit of variety uh, and as I said we're starting to very at the very start of the uh, uh, wildflower season so things are starting to come out Um, I think another four to five six weeks it'll be really good. Now we're staying at Conto Campground tonight uh, and as I said that's 11.2 kilometers ahead uh, and uh, as uh, as I said earlier on in the last post, we'll probably travel around about 17 to 17.5 kilometres, which sounds about right. So if I add the 11.3 to the 5.85 I've done, that's just on 17 kilometres roughly, uh, give or take. Nice weather. Uh, there's a bit of wispy cloud, but yesterday... Started walking at one o'clock and the cloud cover, it was definitely rain clouds were starting to fill up the sky. Uh, not heavy and it didn't look like it was going to rain on me but uh, uh, yeah, today is just this nice wispy white cloud. I think there is a potential chance of rain today but only sort of one mil if, if anything. It's tomorrow and the next day, I think tomorrow I've got zero to six millimetres and the day after six to ten. So i would be expecting some rain in the next few days. Haven't really seen any wildlife this morning. Oh, sorry, I tell a lie. Kookaburra. Um, you know, I'd, I'd startle it. It'd move along the trail. I'd startle it again. It'd move along the trail until I eventually decided it it moved off to get away from me. Uh, no other wildlife. Yesterday, I think I saw a, a large skink that was scuttling off the, the track. But yeah, light on a wildlife, which is not unexpected given it is winter here. Uh, now winter's all relative. Um the temperatures is really pleasant whereas you know Canberra where I'm from, you know, we're still getting potentially minus conditions and even during this time in the morning it'd probably only be sort of three or four degrees, maybe five degrees if I was lucky. Okay, I'll have a bit more rest and then I'll head on. Good afternoon. It's one o'clock. We're here at the beach just past the Redgate Car Park, a very popular surfing beach by the look of it but also a very dangerous beach with a permanent rip and two seasonal rips where people apparently have died, so they warn people to be very careful. But the surfers seem to love it. Um, Nice little beach, uh, very small inlet crossing. I mean, you know, it's sort of, hardly call it an inlet, but it's more just a a, a little creek. Um, And we're just sitting on the other side of that, just having lunch, and just about to head off to Conto Campground. About five and a half kilometres from here to Conto Campground, so call it roughly an hour and a half-ish back there. The last section from when I had morning tea to here was very slow. Uh, I had management track, which was quite good, and then I went down a steep gully, crossed over a small river, I suppose you'd call it, uh, to to make sure that I didn't have to cross it over further down, uh, over a bridge... Uh, and then I had lots of beach walking, and it was really soft sand. Nowhere were there, was there really firm sand like you'd usually expect. So that sort of slowed me down. Uh, and then, as I said, on to uh, Redgate, uh, and then just having lunch uh, here.
0: Another beautiful day today. Um, kind of uh, wispy wispy clouds, um, but not much really um and tim said you know this is a very popular beach there are all sorts of activities that are happening uh here and uh i've already seen uh i guess half a dozen uh walkers who look as if they're overnighting um but lots and lots of uh walkers with day packs um including uh, a couple who are doing it through uh cape to cape and uh they're getting uh, picked up every day and they were very pleased that they um, got their lunch made for them and <laughs> and they also got the, the canoe across uh, Margaret River so they didn't have to do the detour uh, that we did which was, uh, you know, it's not, it's not really um, bushwalking or hiking. It was a bit of a hard go uh, but, you know, uh, it was better than walking through a, a, a whitewater river, I guess.
1: And, and you went down and had a look at the uh, the river this morning, so what was it like?
0: Um, look, it's, um, I think from what I understand and um, from what people have described to me, I think it's better uh, than it has been the last few days uh, but still, I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, it's, you can see the, the water moving really quickly um, you know, there's some white caps in there um, and it does look quite deep too so um, I've got some uh, photos and um, videos of it so we'll um, post some of those in the coming days but yeah definitely a good plan I mean it wasn't the most exciting walk doing the detour but it was certainly um, the best plan and the safest plan
1: and by the sound of it uh, there's potential to hire a canoe from somewhere there to get across. <laughs> so we'll see where we can find that out and, and if, if we can find it we'll put it into the show note right up all right, uh, time to head on. So we've got, as I said, roughly around an hour and a half to get there. Um, Jill said she got into Conto Campground quite easily this morning. We, we hired her just a, a standard sedan, and we are a bit worried with some of the conditions of the roads where, you know, you really would need a four-wheel drive but sounded like the ca- sounded like the access road into Conto was quite good.
0: Yeah, so the road itself into uh, the campground is uh, bitchman, and then within the campground, um, very well maintained. Um, there were a couple of, you know, biggish potholes but, you know, nothing that a... Um, even a small... Sedan couldn't handle um, or go around, which is you know pretty much what I did. But yeah, look, it, it's a very well maintained um, area.
1: Okay, off we go again. Good evening. It's six oh six on Saturday, the fifth of August, and we're here at Konto Campground. Uh, we've been here for a few hours, actually. Uh, the sun's almost gone down. Uh, the tent set up, ready to go. Uh, just topping up my water uh, because, like a lot of these campgrounds, the recommendation is to filter. So we're using a gravity filter. Given there's two of us, makes things a bit a bit quicker. Uh, although the gravity filter is being a bit slow, it hasn't been used for a while, uh, but it is working for doing the bigger quantities. Um, today ended up being roughly around about 17 and a half kilometers approximately or check exactly what it was uh, when we do the ride up but it was it was probably an easier day at least from my perspective i think you know the first day or the second day for me always tends to be the hardest in this case here it was the first day so we're pretty much uh, getting ready to uh, as soon as we've done the water uh, and put the stuff in the car uh, we're pretty much right to go
0: yeah, so today was lovely. I mean, I did really enjoy today. Um, I enjoyed parts of yesterday. Um, the detour wasn't so interesting, but uh, certainly the landscape and the changes uh, in the landscape today, were very pleasant, um, and you had a combination of, you know, uh, heath and coastal and beach. Um, so it was really quite nice. Saw quite a lot of people around. Um, we're in the, um, I guess, the car camping uh, area of Conto, and um, we're pretty much the only ones here. There are fourteen sites in this particular part of uh, the campground and it's a really big campground but um out of the the 14 in this section only one's occupied and that would be us so um yeah so it's kind of nice so a little bit peaceful i didn't think it would be as uh, peaceful as this and uh in the morning we've got a very 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 short walk um to the start of the trail so that's even uh even better
1: yeah, it's probably maybe 50 metres, if you're lucky, to the side <laughs> of the trail. So, um it. And it, It's interesting. Jill just took me over and showed me where it was. Um, and it's really, as I said, it's about 50 metres, and then it's a downhill slope through a – looks like a burnt-off area. Uh, and it's, it, it's a straight line, so there's a, uh, it looks like a management road that runs for probably about a kilometre through this dead, burnt-off area. So it's not going to be difficult to, to find my way. And there's a, there's a sign up actually saying, you know, please don't go off track. One thing I meant to say today, uh, up until about morning tea, uh, the signage on this trail is pretty good. and I find find that Western Australia does their trail signage well. Uh, You typically get a turn arrow at uh, a junction or a road, and then around about 15 to 20 metres further up, you'll get another arrow uh, pointing in the direction you're supposed to be going. And that's just to confirm that you have actually taken the right route. Today was a bit of an odd one. I actually had a couple of times where I was on a management road, I went off the management road for about 50 metres and then back onto the management road again.
0: <laughs> Just to make it interesting. Yeah.
1: And I found that I had one where I came to a junction, and I thought, "Oh, I just don't know where I'm supposed to be going." And there was a—it was almost like a roundabout in the middle of all these intersection of, of trails. And I just went around the other side of the, um, the the clump of trees that was blocking the other side, and sure enough, there was the sign pointing in the right direction. So. I think it's one of these sort of things on on this trail or any other trail in West Australia, it seems to be if there is a sign there, if you can't find it, just have a bit of a closer look. And if you still can't find anything, you might well have gone off trail. But so um, if you turn anywhere, there will almost invariably be a sign saying, this is the direction you're supposed to be going.
0: Yeah, and I must admit, I didn't didn't find any difficulty today. I mean, um, there, there were a couple of moments... In one section, uh, picking our way through um, some of the uh, the limestone rocks, um, but you know it was only a short section, and you know you look up and there's the the trail sign, so you know you might not have been exactly where I was supposed to be, but uh, um, it was pretty close. <laughs>
1: One of the advantages of having someone follow along with a, a car and, and you know and dropping a car to the next campsite and then walking in to meet you, is it, it makes things a bit easier. And certainly for us, we were basically we got, we've got um, Hamlin Bay tomorrow, uh, and then the next night we basically finish off the walk. All things being given equal, at um, Augusta or at the lighthouse or at Augusta, we don't finish at Augusta because it's about a ten-kilometer walk. Um, and so that last day, Jill's actually going to be dropping the car off, um, walking in to meet me. And this is our longest day, roughly 24 kilometres. Um, we'll get back to the car and we've opted to stay at Hamlin Bay for three nights. And that was because we booked the second night. We thought it was just going to be easy you just to leave everything there. Uh, and then just uh, for Jill to drive in and um, walk in to meet me and we'll head back to the caravan park again. Uh, and funnily enough, the uh, there's a winter special uh, <laughs> and it's pay for two nights, get three. Uh, and the second night for us was cheaper anyway because um, it was a weekend, so Sunday night was, it was a bit dearer. Uh, Monday night was a bit cheaper and the third night was free. And we were actually planning on either having a second night at Augusta or a second night in Perth. Uh, because we'd allowed that extra night uh, just in case we needed it for hiking, and potentially we may still do, um, but it means we'll end up staying three days in Hamlin e- uh, even after completing the whole walk. There's a couple of campsites that are still out of action. So there's a one uh, just not far from where we are now that's out of action because of the fires. Um, when we looked earlier in the year, Dependi, which was the uh, La, and forgive me if the pronunciation's wrong on that, it's the one that's about 10 kilometres from the southern trailhead. It was, at the to- at that time a few months ago, out of action because of the fires. And it may be still available, it may be available now, I don't know, but um, <laughs> that means for the last day, instead of doing a 14 and a 10 kilometre day, it's a 24 kilometre day. Uh, Because wild camping in West Australia is not a thing uh, unless it's an absolute emergency. So,
0: So having said that, I think I've seen lots of places where people have been, you know, evidence of where people have been camping, um, but they're not supposed to.
1: This campsite, as Jill said, is quite nice, and, yeah, we, we are the only ones in this area. So I know when we walked in today, it was like, oh, God, there's there's a, a group of people with the music blaring away. Yeah,
0: five, uh, five four-wheel drives <laughs> and, you know, some really big tents and a lot of music, and we thought, uh-oh, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, can't, can't hear them. Uh, so it's actually... Uh, they're far enough away, so it's nice and quiet, which is good. Yeah.
0: And what do you do? What you do with this campsite is that you actually book an area, and um, essentially, it's um, you know, as I said, in this particular area, it's Whistlers. Um, there are 14 sites, one's out, out of action just nearby, but um, it's first come, first serve. And, um, you know, I think we were pretty, pretty pleased. We're literally here alone. Yeah.
1: So we've got the toilet probably, what, 50 metres away. The trail start for to tomorrow about 50 metres away. There is a, a fire pit here and there's a, there's a stack of firewood if you really feel so inclined. Um, but, you know, given that it's not even 6.30 yet, we'll be in bed uh, definitely by 6.30, I think, as soon as the water's done, which is very getting very close.
0: Yeah, look, it's looking close, <laughs> isn't it?
1: Um, we'll then um, head off to bed. Um, last night I had a really good sleep, so um, ho- <laughs> hopefully the same again for tonight. See how it goes. I will, given it's a, a longer day tomorrow, I want to be on the trail and walking by roughly around about 7.30. Um, we gonna, I'm going to have probably, uh, if I say, seven hours worth of hiking tomorrow. Uh, that will probably be, you know, give me plenty of time. You know, that will basically get me into camp by... Um, about 3:30, so it's uh, you know it's, I've got plenty of time. It's the next day with 24 kilometres. Uh, again, I'll leave at 7:30 just to give me plenty of time to get there. And, and we're not camping tomorrow night. It's finishing off the walk and and back to the accommodation in Hamlin Bay. Okay, that's all for tonight, and we will talk to you in the morning before the start of the walk. Good morning, it's 7.42 on Sunday the 6th of August and I'm packed up, ready to go as soon as we've done this recording. Jill's going to wait till the tent's dried out a bit uh, and then drive down to Hamlin Bay which is where we're staying uh, and she'll drop the car off and walk in to meet me at some point through the daytime depending on what time she gets away and what she gets, uh, gets a few things done. One comment I would make about this campsite. Uh, it, it's a really nice campsite. We were the only ones here in this particular camping area. Uh, we noticed there was a couple that were uh, hiking on towards Hamelin Bay, by the look of it, uh, that left around about half an hour ago. Um, we've chosen site number seven. Um, six is where the uh, the track goes through, which, uh, and we noticed that the, uh, the, the couple that walked through pretty much walked through between the uh site 6 and 9 so it's a bit more uh Uh, obtrusive Uh, site number five which we're facing is close to the toilet so it's really a matter of picking something you like the look of something that feels right Uh, we originally thought site five uh, but we ended up with site seven which was uh, quite a good one
0: yeah and where we're staying I think we said before is uh, the car camping area where you can have tents and swags but not uh, camper vans and so on Um, there is a, a separate area for um, hikers and tents only, uh, and no vehicles. Um, so that's up a little bit up the other end, uh, a little bit more secluded. Um, but I guess you know it just depends what you're doing and how you choose to do this. And I think you know we often talk about choose your own adventure, and uh, this is definitely one of those. We've seen people doing day walks, uh, supported walks, through walks. Um, I'm not quite sure what you classify what we're doing, but. <laughs> whatever it is that we're doing um, as well. So, you know, I think it is one of those ones um, that you can make it up as you go along.
1: Now, one comment I forgot to make last night. we have uh, got a picnic table here as part of the, the site. Uh, we had our food and all our bits and pieces out on the table. We walked probably 12 metres away to the tap and turned around and there was a magpie on the table. And even this morning there was a crow in the tree above us just waiting for us to disappear so if you are going to walk away even if it's just to the tap pay really close attention and make sure you haven't got any food lying at the table because it'll go pretty quickly
0: yeah yeah i mean they they're not hanging around bothering um they're uh, polite in that sense um but uh, yeah we did notice that they were waiting for the opportunity to pick up something brightly colored
1: okay so it is 7:45. i'll be away by eight o'clock uh, all i've got to do is put the recorder away and start walking it's a cool morning but it's not too bad i've take i've just taken my puffy jacket off which i've had on for the last hour and a half uh, while i've just been around campsite having breakfast but uh, and it's a, a marginally cool but uh, certainly uh, uh, once i start walking i'll warm up
0: Yeah, very little um, cloud, just wispy bits in the sky. Um, The sun's just about to come up over uh, the trees around the campsite. So I think it'll warm up pretty quickly.
1: Okay, Uh, we will talk to you or I'll talk to you later on this morning. It's 9.41. I've been going for an hour and 45 minutes and I've done 6.3 kilometres just stopping to have a morning tea break which I usually do roughly around about the hour and a half-ish sort of period um, just to keep the the food and the energy up and going Um, it's quite a nice day actually I'm sitting in a a wide track, it looks like it was a management road at some point and probably still is but it gets very little use by the look of it Um, I'm sitting in amongst the forest, trees mainly eucalypts are probably around about 20 metres tall fairly dense uh, and I'm almost walking through a green tunnel. So my poor little uh, uh, Garmin Enrich is sitting there flashing away, trying to send a signal. And it doesn't look like it's having much luck at the moment. Um, so it'll obviously pick it up when it gets gets a bit of clear sky. Vegetation this morning's been quite nice. It's been a been a nice part of the uh, the trip actually. Um, walking through forest pretty much most of the morning, and. I've come across uh, uh, only one person going the other way. And I know there's a couple ahead of me that left from conto this morning about 40 minutes ahead. So I'm unlikely to catch up with them unless they they are really dawdling and really having long breaks. Uh, moving at a good pace. I'm probably moving at a better pace than I have been for the, the last couple of days. And I have had some uphill as well. So uh, that, if anything that did uh, slow me down as I made my way up a, a roughish sort of track compared to what i've got now uh and yeah it's just really lovely so i'm really enjoying this the weather's also nice too the sun's out uh the uh, uh it doesn't look like it's going to rain i think the forecast was for potential rain uh and certainly the, the forecast for tomorrow is to get some rain but i think it's uh, i think what was forecast for a couple of days two or three days is being pushed back so with luck it'll just be tomorrow that i have the rain and that's it all right, I'm going to finish my break and then keep on going. It's 12.14. I've just reached the beach section of this walk, which is the last six and a half k's taking you to Hamlin Bay. I have been going for four hours and 19 minutes, and I've done 14.3 kilometres. Uh, and I've met Jill virtually just at the turn off to of the beach, and you've done?
0: I've done six and a half kilometres, and uh, it's taken me an hour and 55 but it's very hard going.
1: <laughs> yeah, I came across a couple of hikers uh, uh, about probably an hour ago, uh, and apparently they said they didn't get as far as they'd planned, so they actually ended up camping on the beach. But they said, yeah, the beach is pretty soft and hard going. And they advised us walking in the, uh, the tracks of the four-wheel drives which use the beach. And I think that's probably going to be about right by the look of it, because the yeah. sand here just seems to be soft.
0: And there are plenty of four-wheel drives. That's <laughs> the other thing. <laughs>
1: Uh, good morning this morning, um, I had a good pace, I think um, day three for me I'm into a routine and a rhythm now, um, feeling quite comfortable, so, which is good, and um, looking forward to getting to Hamlin Bay. so that'll get me there roughly if it's uh, about two hours, about 2.15, 2.30 ish, some time there. Maybe three o'clock. Um, maybe three o'clock, <laughs> yeah, depending, yeah, it's getting to the end of the day by that stage so you can probably hear the waves in the background we are sitting just off the the trail off the edge of the the, the beach um and then in probably the last bit of shade between now and hamlin bay
0: yeah that's right and um it's a really really warm day today i was talking to one of the locals who who uh was really enjoying the the warmer weather and said it was very unusual um but it does make it hard um, walking with your pack and and so on. uh, But there's plenty of people out on the beach surfing, um, lots of kids, lots of dogs, lots of four-wheel drives. Um, It's a bit quieter up the other end towards uh, Hamlin Bay, but, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of um, a bit of a shock, I think, um, for those who come from the East Coast where, you know, you don't get to drive on the beach. Um, They're seriously driving on beaches here.
1: Yeah, I think the forecast forecaster today was 19 degrees. Um, Jill was saying the the only place to get a uh, an internet or phone signal was at the boat ramp just across from the caravan park, and I just turned the phone on here. Yeah, no signal, and I haven't had any signal for a while. So, uh, otherwise, and Jill and I would normally would have been touching base.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of signal uh, on the beach near um, right near Hamlin Bay, but it soon disappears.
1: Okay, we're going to have lunch and then we'll head off. It's 6.50 on Sunday the 6th of August and we're here at
0: Uh, Hamlin Bay.
1: So we've got one day left but it's a big day Uh, and it's interesting looking at um, information in the cabin, looking at uh, what's online on the app, uh, looking at the guidebook. It's somewhere between 20 to 24 kilometres And I was actually expecting 24 kilometres of tomorrow. Um, Today, we pretty much ended up getting in at...
0: Just around 3.30-ish.
1: And and that, for me, I started this morning at um, probably about quarter to eight. Um, And there was a slow-going, last, post-lunch side of things, where basically I met jill uh virtually just past the beach she decided to come up and meet me and then realized that i shouldn't be far away so started heading back down and i pretty much turned up so um we
0: yeah i was uh, sitting there uh, having done the beach walk and the climb up out of the beach and then uh doing the calculation of uh, how far i'd come and how long Tim had been walking And I suspected he'd be there pretty soon And I looked up and there he was <laughs>
1: um, So we had lunch at the base of the uh, uh, the, the Upward climb uh, And just sat there for a while And then had a 65 kilometer walk along the beach And this was a hard walk too Because the sand in Western Australia Seems to be soft um, Whereas over east we're used to having hard sections of the beach and soft sections, uh, but certainly not here. So what we actually ended up with was um, there's really no hard sections at all. Uh, And for the first half of the beach in particular, what we ended up doing was uh, walking along four-wheel drive tracks. uh, And it was probably a good indication of where the four-wheel drive tracks were fairly Thin it means you're having a heavy vehicle Compressing the sand that wasn't Sinking in so it ended up making A uh, um, It ended up Making a a, a nice track so We certainly the first section That's what we did Um, But then the beach changed slightly And we did actually shift down towards The end of the beach to something slightly Harder and in the way of sand
0: Yeah it's a pretty Hard walk Um, uh, I did 13 kilometres on that beach uh, today (laughs) and uh, definitely feeling it. Um, It's, you know, it's beautiful and, um, you know, lots of people, uh, lots of four-wheel drives, lots of surfers, um, as well as the usual kind of family uh, swimmers. Um, So, you know, well-used beach, uh, but there's a lot going on
1: and i think as jill said lots of surfers um, but they they were getting there in in four wheel drives uh, so there was a, it was good traffic up and down the beach uh, and when, and and walking along the beach you do need to pay attention to see what's actually happening with that
0: yeah i did talk to one of the locals and uh, you know they were giving the advice that you um you 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 walk in the um the tracks that the four wheel drives have made uh, that's easier going and i said oh you know i you a bit worried about being run over and he said oh well you just jump out of the way <laughs> and i thought oh, okay well you just jump out of the way um most of the time you know you can hear them coming uh there's the occasional quiet four wheel drive which makes it a little bit difficult but um yeah you do need to pay attention
1: so we're here in we're staying in a cabin uh, at Hamlin Bay um looking forward to having uh, some uh, nice luxury like a shower and being able to cook uh, as necessary. Uh, and we're basically going to head off tomorrow morning uh, for the last day, barring any issues, but it'll be a long day. So I'll try and get away from here at around about 7.30 in the morning. Okay, that's all for today. We'll talk to you later on. Good morning, it's 6.44 on Monday the 7th of August It is still pitch black outside, which is not unusual for Western Australia They tend to be a bit darker in the morning and a bit la- lighter later in the day um, I'm hoping to get away, and in fact I will get away by 7.30 um, Today the forecast temperature is 20 to 23 degrees Which is a lovely winter's day um, <laughs> But a, it's a, probably a bit hotter than I would prefer But that's, that's what it is uh, I will start from Hamelin Bay Campground or Hamelin Bay uh, Caravan Park uh, with walking out of the park, and I've got about a 1.1 kilometre beach walk, which is a bit better than a, a 6.5 kilometre beach walk yesterday. But that'll that'll be a slow start for this morning. Then back inland, and I think I'm onto the beaches a couple of more times later in the day. I'm still not sure exactly the distance I've got to travel between here and the lighthouse trailhead in the south... Uh, my app is telling me just under twenty kilometers distance wise i 'm expecting twenty four i 've seen other figures of twenties so i 'm um, prepared for twenty four that 's fine um, so' that's why I said, I wanted to start at seven thirty just to get away early and give me plenty of time. So if it takes me seven or eight hours, you know i 'm going to get there mid to late afternoon by starting so early.
0: So one of the things we didn't say about uh, staying at uh, Hamlin Bay is that there is um, virtually uh, no network connection. So in some pockets, uh, standing on a little bit of a rise with your leg out and um, holding your tongue to one side, you might be able to get one bar 3G, um, but that's pretty much
1: it. Uh, So just waiting until we get a bit more light, we'll pretty much... Um, ten. You know, it's ten to seven now. So, pretty much by the last time I have my last toilet stop and um, I'm not I put, sure everybody wants put, to put my shoes <laughs> on, <laughs> uh, we're pretty much right to go. So yeah, it's just a matter of waiting until it gets light. Talk to you later on today. It's just on nine o'clock on Monday, the seventh of August. Uh, I've been travelling for just on about an hour and forty six minutes, but I've been sitting here for fifteen minutes taking a break. Uh, just up the top of the hill, looking back towards where we were staying last night at Hamlin Bay, uh, and I can see the, the beach that I started, I've started walking on almost straight away. <laughs> um, Been a hard slog this morning, the beach walk was around about a kilometre and a half, and it was soft sand, so it took me, I think I was only two, doing two kilometres per hour, and then I got off the beach, and then I'm going over a series of hills. Now, not big hills uh, by no means, but certainly for the rest of the trip where it's been reasonably flattish, ish uh, you know, 100-odd 100, 100 metre hills up and down for a section uh, are noticeable, uh, and again, slow you down. So I'm not travelling overly fast today compared to yesterday, and in fact I think uh, it took me an hour and a half to do 3.9 kilometres, to give you an idea bit of a breeze which you can possibly hear, which is quite nice. Uh, It's sort of cooling it down given that we're supposed to be 20 to 23 degrees today, so I'm quite happy about the breeze. Uh, And I'm just sitting just off a a bare patch of uh, sand just off the side of the trail. Uh, As I said, just looking down to the ocean, looking down to where I've walked from uh, and back to Hamelin Bay itself. Um, I'm pretty sure I do have 24 kilometres to go. My uh, mapping app is telling me i've got 20.7 kilometers left to go and i given that i've done 3.9 that would make sense that's around about the 24 kilometer mark uh, but that was what it was telling me uh, i had from the caravan as well so it's interesting that it, the, the figures weren't quite right okay i will just pack myself up and i will head off it's 10:50 on monday the 7th of august and I've been going for 3 hours and 38 minutes, and I've done 8.5 kilometres, really slow going. Um, it's not that I'm struggling, it's just the difficult terrain. So I had one little section probably about half an hour ago of rock walking, but there was a warning sign that came with that saying, caution, blowholes present, uh, look out for holes and cracks where this may occur. So you had to sort of step your way around these rock cracks and listen to the water. Um, certainly, unless you went out, the rocks itself was okay, but you know, you do have to pay attention to what was going on. And had the seas been big, it would have been an issue. In fact, had the seas been bigger, would have actually taken an inland route on one of the management roads. Because I did actually come to a little car park at the end of that. So the roads do interconnect, you just have to work out where they are. So I've just come off uh, a rocky beach and a little headland. I'm onto a long section of beach walk by the look of it. And uh, as I crested this little uh, ridge coming down on the beach, I got my first look at the lighthouse, uh, which is my destination point later today. Um, I think distance-wise, I mean, I had certainly the... Greatest elevation change and drop this morning. Uh, there is more later on, but certainly this was the biggest one I had earlier on. I think realistically, the way I'm traveling at doing three hours and thirty minutes for eight and a half kilometers, uh, realistically I'm going to be probably nine to ten hour day today, which was one of the reasons I left. I actually end up leaving it around about quarter past seven. So worst case, if it ends up being 10, I'll get in around about five, uh, 10 hours. It'll get, end up being about 5 o'clock this afternoon. But looking at the elevation change, the bottom half of the section is a bit easier. Nice day, sunny. Uh, it's warm without being hot. That breeze is quite pleasant, so it sort of keeps the temperature down a bit. Um, I'm sitting here on this little beach in the shade at the moment, just watching the uh, all the piles of uh, kelp in front of me and then the waves just behind it uh, so lovely little area uh, enjoying it um, and looking forward to the rest of the day it's two twenty-eight on monday 7th of august uh, we just stopped and had lunch uh, i've done 16.7 kilometers
0: and I've done 8.5 and a long wait for Tim.
1: So this morning, it's interesting actually. Well, when we when we do the next podcast episode where we talk about expectations versus reality, I think doing the 24 kilometres in the last day is fine, but it's a hard day. And just because the terrain is so varied, a lot of walking over rock platforms, uh, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of the beach walking. There was a section I did this morning was walking along a rock platform, and there was a lovely warning sign just at the start saying, blowholes and crevices present. Please pay very close attention as you walk past, because every so often you get this jet of water shooting up from the uh, through one of the, the, the funnels in the rock. So if you know what to look for, it's not a problem, but if you're not familiar with it, it's like, oh, dear, this is going to be a bit of a worry. But that was just a slow picking your way through beach walking again about seven and a half kilometers that was a slow walk through and then uphill it was only about 100 to 150 meters in height uh, elevation change but it was just um after having done all the flattish or relatively flattish walk over the last few days uh, it's a bit of a shock to the system so as i said i've been going now for uh, seven hours 17 including lunch um and you know my average pace I'm doing a kilometre every 26 minutes, so it's around about two and a bit kilometres per hour, um, just because of the the difficult terrain.
0: So I think the next piece, um, Tim, will find a little bit easier um, on the on the way back to uh, Lewin. From uh, what I understand, his experience. But one of the things I would say is that we're very very close to the ocean, and um, that's mostly along the way. this leg and you know um, I I love that and I love the rock ledges um, but some you're really close to the ocean (laughs) so uh, if that's a concern for you then um, you know you might want to think about some strategies to help you through that one but um, beautiful as that might be uh, I I also appreciate that not everybody uh, is going to enjoy that
1: and I think that, that was something I was actually thinking this morning. I got some videos of the beaches I was walking along, and in some instances the water was coming up probably around about 8 metres from the sandbanks, and you could see where at some point in you know, in the near past, the the wave conditions have been bad enough, they've actually taken parts of the sandbanks out. So if you're trying to do this walk in... You know, and in a storm conditions, you just wouldn't be able to. There's just too many, too many rocks, and, and close to the ocean. And, and as Jill mentioned, the ocean probably from where we're sitting at the moment, and we're we're sitting probably uh, nine or ten meters back in a little alcove. Uh, but the ocean from where we are is 30 meters. The water is coming up over the rocks in front of us, uh, and that's probably 20 meters away. So there's not a lot of leeway. And yes, you can hear the sound of the ocean and the waves in the background, um, but it's not overly rough. If it had been really big and rough rough seas, you'd be getting water right on the trail.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a a few white caps in the ocean in the distance, so um, it's not, you know, smooth seas. But it's certainly, as Tim says, not uh, heavy seas, so, you know... um, Weather is important, tides are important, um, and, uh, you know, you're very exposed on this walk. It's, it's stunning, it's fabulous, um, but it all, also could be, you know, quite dangerous
1: as well. Okay, time to have, press on. Good evening. It's 6.40. Uh, it's Monday the 7th of August. We're back in our accommodation at Hamlin Bay, having finished our walk around about 40 minutes ago. Uh, And we thought we'd leave it till we got back to our accommodation to do the final recording Today was a pretty hard day, no doubt about that I did, I walked just on around about 26 kilometres and Jill did
0: About 21 kilometres
1: um so i think i had the hardest of it because i got to do it <laughs> do the seven and a half kilometer beach walk and again the sand is not the, the hardest in, in in the country uh, for those people who are from over east who are used to having hard pack sand on certain parts of the beach you really don't get that too much here there's only short sections of it good walk but very long tiring walk so i left um Uh, I walked out of the cabin here at 7.15 in the morning and finished at 6 at night. So it was almost, it was 11 hours or just under 11 hours Um, and it was surprising actually I looked at my average speed and it ended up being around about 2.4 kilometres per hour which is pretty slow from what I'm used to but given the beach walking uh, given the sand on on the trails, it just made things a lot more difficult, although pleasant as well
0: yeah we um, we had planned to meet up earlier in the morning, but uh, we didn't meet up until early afternoon um, my my walk out was I think much easier than uh, Tim's um, but at one point I continued walking along a rock ledge and I just couldn't couldn't see uh, trail markers and I was really concerned that if I went too far, uh, I probably would have missed him. But as it turned out, I was heading in the right direction. All I needed to do was go a little bit further and uh, I'd see another trail marker and uh, I would have been able to meet up with him a little bit earlier. But as I said, um, just just not quite sure um, that I was heading in the right direction. And it wasn't until um, a couple of walkers came the other way that I realised that, that where I had been, Um, was correct and I could have continued on but decided to wait a little bit longer um, and then sure enough in the distance in the the mist of the uh, the waves crashing onto the rocks um, I I saw this little black figure in the distance um, and uh, you know figured it was Tim.
1: So all up really tiring hard day and I think The last campsite, uh, certainly a couple of months ago, it was closed due to fire. I haven't bothered to check uh, if that was still the case. So potentially breaking it up and doing sort of 14 kilometres and then 10 kilometres roughly uh, might be an easier process rather than doing that big long day in one hit. But that's the decision that you need to make on the on the on the trip, and whether you can cope with that sort of for conditions. I mean, overall the weather was quite mild. There was just a gentle breeze all day, so it was warm, but the breeze sort of stopped it being hot. Uh, there was only short sections where uh, uh, it it became a bit hot when the, we got out of the wind. So got back to the comment. I got back to the uh, uh, Cape Lewin Lighthouse. Jill made the comment to me that you know the starting off at Cape Naturalist, uh, there's a bit of a, a, a formal trailhead. The return trailhead on the other end is pretty basic. It probably needs to be a bit more upmarket, if you like.
0: Yeah, it was a bit of a, a letdown when you, you, um, you come across it and it's just kind of two short poles with a horizontal piece that says Cape to Cape Track and pretty much that's it. Um, a bit of a map and some explanation, but... Uh, not not a whole lot given, you know, this is a pretty extensive um, and uh, impactful kind of track and walk and uh, the effort that you put in, I, I think you needed a bit more of a reward when you got back.
1: Okay, in our next podcast episode, we're going to revisit expectations versus reality on this track. And we'll go through the logistics, uh, our recommendations for how to do this walk, the times of the year, what to look for to get the best out of this walk. Okay, hope you enjoyed these recordings. We'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.
0: And bye from me.